This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you can follow Canadian Wrestling's Elite on social media. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CWE Canada for all the up-to-the-date latest news updates on Canada's Elite Wrestling Alternative. Whoa! G'day, Manny's Bushwhacker Luke here. 2015 Oil Famer. Hi, hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female. This is ECW Original, the Enforcer, C.W. Anderson. This is Pro Wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner. This is Tony Mamaluke. This is WWE Superstar, Santino Morella. What's up, everybody? This is Machine from Lucha Underground Cage. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolles. This is Marty Janae, the Rockers. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain. Woody Woo, too cold Scorpio. And you're listening to me on the JNK pod. Check it out. It's hot, 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 hot. This is Ryan Bowman, editor-in-chief of TheGorillaPosition.com, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. The J&K Podcast is brought to you by CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Collar and Elbow was founded on the traditional values of professional wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product intended to connect with people on an emotional level. A symbiotic relationship where one cannot flourish without the other. We strive to create a product that embodies our passion for professional wrestling expressed through street fashion. Make sure to use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and receive yourself a sweet 10% off your entire order from CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And... TheGorillaPosition.com Telling the stories of pro wrestling's storytellers Its biggest stars, its movers and shakers Their families, their friends, and their friends' families Their tragedies and their triumphs Its legends and its future Make sure and check out TheGorillaPosition.com And follow them on social media Alright guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel here on the JNK Podcast What is going on everybody? What's up guys? All right, so we're back here for another week here, Carl, but we're not alone this time. We welcome back Editor-in-Chief of the GorillaPosition.com, Mr. Ryan Bowman. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, guys. It's good to be back with you guys again. It's always fun to talk to you. You know, we keep up on social media with one another, but uh, to finally get invited back on the show, it's a major thrill. Awesome. Well, before we get into all that discussion, we are going to have fun with a little audio clip here. Wait a second. What? 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 
Mr. Ryan Bowman just yes. gave us an amazing compliment there. Yes. We have to be I'm, like, I'm, wow, Ryan, I know. thank you so much for you that. So we really now. appreciate you guys, you guys it. so big that this stuff just rolls <laughs> off your back. I heard the Two Cold Scorpio promo <laughs> at the beginning, and he's right. This show is hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little fun with our friends at The Simpsons, and let's learn about how to control our road rage here, shall we? Hello. I'm Sergeant Crew, and I'm here to talk to you about road rage. Duh. Quiet, fatso. The sergeant's talking. Go on, dear. In these modern, hectic days of fast food, answering machines, and one-night stands, people are getting angrier. Now, what you're about to see is not pretty. Look familiar? It should. Anger is what makes America great. But you must find the proper outlet for your rage. Fire a weapon at your television screen. Pick a fight with someone weaker than you. Or write a threatening letter to a celebrity. So when you go out for a drive, remember to leave your murderous anger where it belongs. At home. That's maybe the the greatest advice in the world when it comes to controlling your your road rage, but... uh... According to them, that's uh, what you should do. If you get angry behind the wheel, just you know, relax and then take your frustration out, I guess, on your TV and your family members. So maybe that's not great. Well, I mean, anger makes America great <laughs> again, right? I guess so. Anyway, this week, apparently. I know, right? But um, yes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the big news, of course, of, uh, you know, I guess uh, the wrestling and the MMA world is CM Punk with his second fight in the UFC and... I don't know if you've either of you guys have had a chance to actually sit down and watch this uh, three-round fight, if you want to call it that. I had a chance to watch it. It was uh, being streamed. It was, um, I don't know, if I remember correctly, somebody actually on Facebook had posted uh, the entire thing. And I got to say, I mean, kind of a lot, I lost for words. It, it definitely didn't play out like your typical MMA fight, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it. I didn't get a chance to really watch the entire thing because I I just haven't had the time to. Yeah. But I was able to catch the highlights of everything afterwards, which I usually do anyways. And it, it, it honestly just looked like CM Punk was trying so hard, so hard to win and make a name for himself and show and prove that he can actually do this in the world of MMA. And he just kind of fell short almost like a toy for for me personally i, I don't put the fault on, on cm punk so much because you can tell that he was legitimately trying michael uh, jackson strangely enough uh, his name not so much not even close you could tell that he could have finished that fight at any point and just chose not to true what, what do you did you get a chance to watch this at all ryan I did watch, actually got to see tape of the entire fight, or film of the entire fight, and yeah. <clears throat> honestly, I, I don't know if you guys remember that show, Grudge Match, that Jesse Ventura used to host, where mm-hmm. people would have, like, food fights in the ring. It was almost as entertaining as that. <laughs> uh, it was, honestly, why that fight was even on a UFC pay-per-view, I'll have no idea. Uh, it's uh, it's beyond me. Um mm-hmm. Other than the fact that there's the name value, but at this point, I mean, where do we go with that? Where does UFC go? Do you continue to experiment with people just because they're celebrities? If Channing Tatum decides 
he wants to fight in UFC. Mm-hmm. Are you going to give him a year to get ready to get? I mean, that's really what it was. It's it's essentially a publicity stunt. And Punk got to fight in the octagon a couple times because he's a celebrity, because he has a legitimate uh, name out there in another sport or another platform. Yeah. Now, does this make the UFC more look bad, or does it make Punk look bad? Yes, I, I, I think it makes, honestly, both of them look bad at this point. Both I mean, and and again, like you said, no fault to CM Punk on his on his own. Like he he went out there and he was legitimately trying to yeah. win. He was out there legitimately trying to work the best that he could, the most that he trained. But unfortunately, it just isn't his thing. It really isn't. I I, I don't see a UFC MMA fighter when I take a look at CM Punk. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's because of the years of watching him in professional wrestling or not, but just physically looking at him, I don't see a UFC fighter. So now he's made himself look bad in in that sense but then the ufc trying to once again put cm punk onto a card from what happened the first time around really discredits them i feel and makes them look bad because it's almost as if they're trying to just grasp at straws and go for a shock factor at this point and you you can't deny the the pro wrestling stuff, especially the WWE stuff. It, it, it's you can't ignore it. It, it. It's like looking at pro professional wrestling and ignoring or pretending that Hulk Hogan never existed. You True. can't. Yeah. You CM Punk's WWE and wrestling career. You it can't be ignored. And to me, it just it, it, it doing this and then falling so flat and so short. You know. It, Especially it discredits him as an MMA fighter, but then when you look back on the pro wrestling stuff too, it starts to discredit and start to make some of that look bad too. And that's where I start to have the trouble. Yeah, and I, I think to throw in on that, the one thing I do want to add is for all the MMA fans who hate on wrestling and to see this is an example that wrestlers aren't really tough. I, I think we would all agree CM Punk isn't even on our list of the top 1,000 wrestlers that we think are tough. No. I, he's not a guy that I would have said. He's not like a Ming or, or you know, like the old days Harley Race, guys that you thought were legitimate badasses. CM Punk is not a guy that you I would – I don't know when he said he was going to go to MMA who thought that was a good idea because in wrestling he wasn't considered a heavy hand. No, you know, and he was definitely more of, you know, he was definitely a, a, a great wrestler, you know, and, you know, got a great talker and everything like that. But when, when you think, you know, tough fighter, you know, definitely, like you said, you know, definitely not anywhere on that list whatsoever, right? So No, not to, at all. To me, it really did seem like an odd choice, you know, when he announced that he was getting into MMA. I was like... Really? Are, are, do you, are you sure? You know, you know, not not to not to you know discredit or, or to put down what you uh, want to do, but I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to, to to kind of break it down to see what what kind of happened. You know, and, but I mean, you have to give him credit for trying to go in there and and, and fight like an actual fight like that uh, with you know little experience. It takes balls. So. Can't take that away from him whatsoever. Definitely not. And I mean, at this point, uh, CM Punk went out there. He attempted to try to do something different, which was amazing for him to do. Um, unfortunately, he he's kind of ended up on that failing end of of trying something different. Yep. But that doesn't mean that he has to stop, right? I mean, it just get out of UFC. Get out of doing that. Go try some kickboxing. Go try some boxing. Go try, you know, some something different. Go... I mean, it's already kind of saturated, but 
develop a yoga program, develop a workout program, do, do something different now and change those dreams that you had of being a professional fighter and put those efforts now towards something different and make better for yourself than you did in your attempt at UFC. Any chance of him getting back into pro wrestling between us three here? I, I just wrote the column last week. I called it the last temptation of punk. And I said, this is his last, his last go around in UFC. I kind of predicted that it would be a bad night. Mm -hmm. um, I, even if he won, I thought it would be a terrible fight. I mean, just because both he's basically fighting a sparring partner, you know? So essentially, yeah. uh, I, I think, I think, um, yeah, I do think that this, I, I think now he's got more motivation to come back to wrestling because he's basically going back home. They say you can always go home again. You know, I used the analogy the other day, Britney Spears ain't no actress, but she's making a lot of money singing in <laughs> Vegas now. So CM Punk, you can always come home. You can always make money hand over fist in pro wrestling and be considered a hero. He would get a hero's welcome to come back to pro wrestling, regardless of what happened in the octagon. And I would definitely say, you know, WWE, definitely not. Um, Ring of Honor, it, especially when you look at the landscape, what's going on with Ring of Honor right now, perfect opportunity for, in my opinion, you have uh, Cole Cabana uh, there as well now with, um, you know, uh, doing commentating and has a fair amount of say there. I mean, he would be a perfect fit there in my personal opinion. I think he would too. In, in ROH, he would be a perfect fit to go there. But I mean, honestly, if he's looking for something a little less stressful and maybe a little more part-time, Go to Lucha Underground. Hmm. It's it's. I mean, it's going into what? It's fourth season now. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of starting to build itself up a little bit and get you know a little bit more of a bigger fan base. Uh, so why not try your hand at, at you know going to Lucha Underground? He's going to be a name. He's going to be a star. He's going to be made to be the big guy that's there at that point. They're going to give him the money because he's the draw at that stage, right? Yeah. Um, really anywhere that he wants to go on the quote unquote indie scene at this point, whether it's ROH Lucha, whether it's impact, whether it's, um, new Japan pro, like no matter where he goes, mm -hmm. he, like Ryan says, he's going to be welcomed back as family, no matter what. Let me throw this out as a wacky scenario for us as Canadian wrestling fans here with CWE coming back in November. Let me just throw it there. Wacky idea there to, uh, Danny Duggan, uh, owner of CWE. CM Punk may be available, maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> may, that would be a huge draw, huge. <laughs> to have CM Punk here, here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, um, we would sell out the, the tech, the, the, that venue. They oh, yeah. may have to go to a bigger place. But I know that that's unrealistic and will probably not happen this time around, but yeah, a wrestling fan can dream, right? Hey, CWE has, has <laughs> brought in, like, Lita, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean... To me, Lita is is on the top of the top when it comes to female athletes and female stars within professional wrestling yeah. for her time, definitely. Uh, and to be able to bring her in after she had retired, I don't see any reason why Danny can't get a hold of uh, his contact. And I'm not mentioning who his contact is, but yeah. his contact is somebody who is very well respected in the business. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, if you ever want to know who that is, you can always <laughs> shoot me a message on social media and I'll let you know. Yeah, for sure. But he can always get a hold of that person and be like, what are the chances? Let's see what we can do, right? Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of Ring of Honor, why not? We haven't had a chance to talk to Ryan about this and that is All In happening in Chicago. And are you going to be at All In, Ryan? Or are you All In? Yes. 
Yes, sir. I am all in. I'm in Southern mm-hmm. Illinois, so I'm actually I can take the train that morning oh. from downstate and be up there in about four hours. That's so awesome. I'll, I'll probably take the laptop and uh, the wireless uh, internet server with me and you know, the little card with me and just hit the train before I know it. I'll be in downtown Chicago and I will be all in. And I'll be there with awesome. Mr. After actually. Awesome. Uh, he announced last week that he'll be there also. Cool. Now, for when it comes to all in, I figured we would uh, kind of throw it around the, the table here. We so far as as far as from, from my scene, still the only match confirmed is NWA champion Nick Aldis against Cody Rhodes. What do you uh, do? We have any other kind of marquee matches in mind that you guys want to see? I do want to point out that I watched the preview video today, and as I was watching it, I was wearing my Bullet Club T-shirt hmm. this morning. Since you got yours. Uh, now, the only thing is, my daughter moved in with me, and she keeps the house freezing. So now I have a sweatshirt on. Oh so you know, it, like uh, uh, I, she kind of runs the house now. So the temperature kind of stays. Out. So I, I now have to get a Bullet Club sweatshirt. Hmm. <laughs> so they're making a lot of money off me, like they're going to make on September first. And I honestly would love to see. I've said it since they announced it. I still believe CM Punk is going to show up at the card somehow. But if somehow in the world he could wrestle Kenny Omega, wow! wow. I would love that. That would really be something. Now, uh, I'm gonna throw this out as a possibility because we know that uh, with NXT, you know, we've seen some people like uh, Pete Dunne and and whatnot uh, seeming to have some flexibility when it comes to working other promotions, you know, especially over in the UK and whatnot. Any, either of you guys think that there's any possibility we might see any NXT guys at all in? No. No? Even Pete, maybe Pete Dunn? No. Nobody? Nobody? Nobody. 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 In in this type of a fashion, I mean, really, from what I understand, and Ryan, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, if you have a little bit of insight into this, but to my understanding, these like progress and and other indie promotions over in the UK that like Pete Dunn is going over and doing mm-hmm. they're all allowed by the WWE for him to do so it's not like he's just independent and holding a WWE championship having a WWE contract mm-hmm. and still going and working for these other companies he still needs to get permission to do it now do you really think that Anyone within the WWE, whether it's Triple H, whether it's Vince, whether it's Steph, whether it's Shane, whether it's anybody, do you really think that they're going to allow anyone from WWE to go to this thing that Cody Rhodes is putting on called All In? I don't think that it could happen. Yep, I know it's really far-fetched, but I mean, if something could happen, I mean, it would be... Not necessarily at first, because I mean we had we had Brock Lesnar compete in in New Japan while he was, as far as I know, still under contract with WWE. So I mean, to me, it's not that far far fetched of an idea. Not too many people are kind of expecting or even talking about this. But I, I just thought I'd throw out there's a scenario, something you know that could really, you know, get everybody talking, right? So, well, like I said, that's well, my we, take on it. So yeah. let's give Ryan the floor and let him mm-hmm. uh, give his take on things. For sure. I gotta agree with Carl. I, I just don't see uh, WWE. There, I mean, even on my side of things, the media things, they don't even do interviews with people without really clearing it with the company. The company has a lot of say. I know they're not real happy about the all-in thing. I'm sure they're not happy about being mocked on social media, you know, by Cody and the Bullet Club, and and we've already seen a cease and desist. And the other reason I I would say there's probably little chance anybody under contract is going to be allowed to do that show is because 
we've been hearing a lot that the reason they haven't done any releases so far is because they wanted to go past the 90 days mm -hmm. to where anybody they let go right now can't compete at all in. So if they're if they're concerned about the people they're letting go appearing at the show, they're surely not going to let the people they still have under contract go. I'd love to see, I'd like to see Pete Dunn go at it with Marty Skrull yes. at, at all in. Uh, you know, that would be an awesome matchup. But I just, I can't see Vince letting anybody that's under WWE or, or even affiliated uh, with WWE, especially somebody holding the title, being allowed to be on that show. So there you go. Very unlikely that, uh, or, you know, next to impossible of any chance of uh, seeing that. Now, something that also we want to talk to you, uh, this is uh, going along with, uh, we talked about our friend uh, Danny Douglas, CW in Winnipeg. Yep. Um, what is going on with uh, wrestlers in Winnipeg? Just taking over everywhere. We have Jericho winning yes. the Intercontinental title and Omega winning the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Yeah. I, I had a chance to sit down and watch, watch both of these matches. And, you know, not to take anything away from Chris Jericho in Naito's match, which was short, sweet, hard-hitting to the point. Uh, Okada and Omega, uh, two out of three falls match for that uh, heavyweight title. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh. you just guys throwing, like, everything but the kitchen sink at each other for over an hour. This match. It's something that I'm going to have to, uh, and I know I can find it in um, quote unquote legal torrent <clears throat> ways to uh, get access to it to be able to see it. Um, and I will probably over the next couple of days while I'm at work um, try to see if I can watch it during yeah. the evening when nobody's around. Um, from what I'm hearing, your sentiments on it are exactly everything else that I've been reading and hearing from other people, which is amazing to hear because it's just putting more focus onto, you know, what's, what's going on in those scenes and going on with Canadian wrestlers, yeah. you know, like it's, it's putting a, a huge showcase on the Canadian talent that is out there and what they can actually do. So I'm, I'm happy that it went like an hour long and I'm happy that Jericho's match went the way that it did kind of showing a little bit of contrast between this is what an older Canadian can do. Yep. He can still go and to the point done. And then you've got the younger one that can go the distance and really show that there is a good wrestling market in Canada and in Winnipeg, especially right now. And then you just look at, you know, when you just this particular match, you put that up against, you know, the main event of WrestleMania, and you just see such a, a, the contrast with WWE, how they put on a main event, and then how New Japan Wrestling and these other promotions put on a main event. It really did feel like, okay, this is the main event happening of this show. You know, and, and so often, you know, and I'll be perfectly honest, you know, with recently subscribing to uh, Honor Club and whatnot, I haven't watched WWE in probably about two weeks now because just with the, with the Ring of Honor product and the stuff happening in New Japan, it just, it draws me in more. And I have way more of those moments where I'm watching and I go, wow, I have, that was insane or that's a, or however you want to word it. You know, with WWE, it just, it, it's so lackluster and so stale now. That, you know, when you put it up against a Ring of Honor, why not? I mean, just in New Japan, you know, with the, this main event match, not even close. Not even in the same league. No. Ryan, did you get a chance to watch it at all? I went to bed early that night thinking, ah, I'll just, hopefully I wake up. I didn't set an alarm or anything. Three o'clock my time, my eyes popped open. I woke up in time to see the six-man match. <laughs> I saw uh, Naito and Jericho. 
and I saw the main event. Um, I got to agree. I mean, especially on big shows, nobody puts on a big major card like New Japan does. Nobody makes title fights feel as important as New Japan does. And honestly, as much as I loved the match and everybody I know, Dave Meltzer says the greatest match ever. and He'll never see anything better. I actually enjoyed the time limit draw last year at Dominion more as a match, but for the story, the build, the finish, and maybe it was from being up at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> but I was as spent as those guys were when that yeah. hour 10 or so got, got over with what a story, what a, a two year, basically build almost, you know, year and a half build, whatever it was. Just, I mean, absolutely everything that's right about wrestling right there happened uh, early Saturday morning here and and Friday night in Japan, I guess, or however <laughs> however it plays out, however the time <laughs> me- measures out. But all I know is that early that morning as the sun was coming up, I was happy that I woke up and watched that match. They just, they, they you know, them and Ring of Honor, they, they just, they, they do it so much better, you know, and with WWE, you know, you see so much of this 50-50 booking kind of happening where it's like one week good, one week bad, you know, it, characters shifting all the time, you know, you're a heel, you're a face, we can't tell, it just, you know, and, and when you look at uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor, you, you have your, your clear cut you know, you can t- you can consistently tell kind of what's going on. Whereas with WWE, it, it, it's so I, I don't know. I, I can't put it into words anymore. I really can't. But, I, but to be know. fair, WWE has to fill a lot of hours of time, so and their guys touch an awful lot before they get to the big matches, and that's what kills the yeah. big matches. You've seen AJ yeah. versus Kevin Owens one on one in a tag match, in a six man, in a three sided match, and then they get to the title match at the pay per view, and well, it's already all been done. That's, New Japan protects against that. Exactly. That's exactly what I was just going to kind of kind of get to as well is I think part of the problem is that WWE has to really fill so many different hours and whereas Ring of Honor and New Japan, I mean they're very consistent all the time, but they don't have as many hours to fill. And part of that is I think you with the WWE, you may have too many monkeys at the typewriter, so to speak, <laughs> that are all trying to uh, really work together, but not together because they want the best storyline for this, uh, you know, for this this matchup or for this show or for for this feud or whatever is going on. Whereas with Ring of Honor, New Japan, stuff like that, I'm pretty sure that they don't have an entire, you know, 170 people team that's doing all this writing and whatever. You got a small close-knit group that's all working together for the same end goal and not really out for themselves trying to make themselves look better right and i think that's really a big factor in the reason why we're getting even ridiculous stuff like no speak english and uppercut to the groinal area right like consistent you know and and I don't know. I don't know, but that's just that's what what I think anyways is that there's too many monkeys sitting there trying to work for themselves and then on the other end of the spectrum we've got a very close-knit group working for one end goal. And I think you know once the Fox deal and everything kind of comes through I think you know that potentially could be start to get even, you know, debatably worse, you know, time will tell when it comes to that. You know, because it's going to be an even bigger conglomerate uh, getting their hands or everything in there. Uh, I, I I kind of worry what's going to happen with WWE, but you know, 
we won't be doomsayers just yet. We'll, we'll watch and kind of see how everything unfolds once Fox uh, gets involved. But in the meantime, I thought, uh, you know, this would be a good time to discuss. I'll, I'll leave uh, the last kind of main thing that I want to talk about for the end involving Mr. Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. But at first I thought we would kind of go around with the three of us here and, you know, not talk maybe necessarily mainstream wrestlers. Uh, I thought we'd each maybe go with a pick to see who, you know, is maybe like a, a personal favorite maybe that's not really a household name that we see being a big star potential in the future or having some kind of big impact uh wherever they are so i thought maybe we throw it over to you first uh, uh carl if you have one in mind sure i do and i, I i've really kind of thought about this um last night you had kind of given me you know this question last night which was perfect and yep. um i'm gonna i'm gonna almost kind of stay a little local with this um there's a guy within Canadian wrestling's elite mm-hmm. and his name is AJ Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy is an amazing worker. He is phenomenal on the microphone. He knows how to carry himself with the crowd. He's yep. not really a household name as, as in like on television every week worldwide or even Canada wide or even us wide. But I think with the determination that the guy has and that you can actually see from him, from his stuff on social media that he shares and that he posts, you can really see that this is what he wants in life and that he is going to do everything possible to make that happen um, without being a household name right now. And I mean, that's, that's my guy right there, AJ Sanchez. And I hope that he really continues that drive that he's on right now and makes it to ring of honor or makes it to new Japan or makes yeah. it to even the WWE. He's somebody who's very reminiscent of Kevin Owens, uh, from the, from what I've seen in Washington yes. and whatnot. So very much reminds me of that for me personally, I'm going to ring of honor for, for my pick and I'm going with punishment Martinez. Oh yes. You know, I think that he's going to start being a, a, a household name and, and here's a guy that I mean, you know, and, and looking at W hopefully WWE is probably paying attention to this guy because here's how you do this big kind of, you know, they're, they're trying to do with Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns and whatnot. Here's a guy that can pull it off. I mean, he has, he has the character. He has that, that presence. Even in his promo work is, is awesome. And you have a guy who can do the big powerhouse moves in the ring and on top of it, do all this high flying flippy high spots and everything on, on top of it all. And I mean, you just, you have a guy that's like the, the total package. And, I, and just the first time that I watched him, I was like, again i had that that well when i was just like i didn't expect that and i was just very very impressed and i think he's somebody that uh you know could you know potentially be ring of honors uh top heel done properly and then just you know after that i mean he has the opportunity to work with new japan as well i mean for me the sky is the limit for him i i've been saying it for a year now the two guys that i love out out west they've done a lot of stuff for championship wrestling from hollywood and uh, a few other companies out there. It's tag team known as the Whirlwind Gentlemen, and they have a great gimmick. They do great promos. Uh, they're based out of Las Vegas. I've been saying forever, Impact, Ring of Honor. Uh, not really, I, I would say, a uh, little different style than the Young Bucks, but definitely bring that kind of flashy image. And also a guy I just talked to yesterday named Royce Isaacs. He's um, Eli Drake's roommate. Out in, uh, he's a California guy, uh, another West Coast guy. Um, great, just a, a body guy that can throw you around, do suplexes. Got a lot of that technical style and plays a great heel. So uh, we've been lucky at the grill position that uh, just about every week we do a profile on a younger wrestler. 
and it gives me a, a great chance to just kind of, and Mike does the independent report every Sunday. So we get a chance to see a lot of new names out there. And another one I would throw out there, Sugar D. Sugar Dunkerton's another guy that I think could make a, a big splash here going into 2019. And for I think for the uh, the female side of things, you know, we had a chance to see her here in person with uh, CWE, and that was uh, Madison Miles. Uh, I mean, uh, for for young up and coming female wrestlers, I mean, I was very impressed. And like I said, on I think we mentioned on uh, if not the last episode, the previous one. I mean, one of the loudest chops that I've seen somebody do in a live wrestling match, you know, all the way across the room. And, and uh, I mean, I just, I'm just character and just working ability. I mean, she's somebody who's still very young, but I think uh, sky's the limit for her and she's definitely uh, on a good path uh, to make some noise. We did a story on Maddie last year and, and she's just now 18. She's been in the business three years. She's yeah. a super talented kid. Great look. Great. She's, she's worked hard to to get to where she's at right now i think in three years we're going to see her in 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 xt or or, you know maybe at at a higher level i I think she still needs some time but yeah i I agree with you she's got all everything every tool that it takes to be really successful in business Mm -hmm. yeah definitely she does now with uh just a a little bit of ww talking we haven't done a lot of ww talking this episode because we tend to kind of uh, go down that path quite a bit but uh Something big potentially happening here involving Mr. Shawn Michaels. I know one of uh, Carl's uh, favorite uh, wrestlers of possibly coming back to do the one more match. Now, do you guys see? You know, for me personally, you know, I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to uh, when it comes to Shawn coming back. Should it be a WrestleMania match? Should it just be a tag team match? Maybe at a live event? Maybe Madison Square Garden or something? Maybe with Triple H? I mean, for me. You know, usually I'll throw it over to you guys first, but I'll start with kind of my opinion. Um, first of all, what I think, you know, given his age and you know, experience and what he's been through, you know, and you know, in the way that he left, I would personally, you know, would rather him just kind of just leave it at that. I'm perfectly fine with the way that his career ended and how it went off. But if he really has that itch and really, really wants to come back, I say keep it to a. Uh, to a live event with Triple H at Madison Square Garden, like in a tag team match with, uh, you know, some other stable. Sean, I love you, <laughs> but please do not come back for one more match. You have done so much in your career that you do not need to come back. If you're thinking about maybe coming back to, you know, appease the fans or help a younger star kind of get over, mm-hmm. there are other ways to do it than getting into the ring. Yeah. You can 100% mentor and coach and manage even if you want, you know, someone in, let's say, NXT. But as much as I am a fan of Shawn Michaels, I do not want to see him back on WWE Raw television or smackdown television i would love to see him if he wants to come back and has that itch in a capacity where he is mentoring or managing somebody in nxt to help them come up that way and after they make their main roster debut sean is there for two shows and then he's gone again and he's not there in the ring working at all he doesn't need to I have uh, two possible scenarios for HBK if he would come back. Number one, stay away from the ring. He had the greatest retirement. 
you know, outside of what Flair did, and then he ruined it. Sean could, would ruin his great retirement if he came back. I, I think he had a great career. I'm not a big HBK, HBK fan, but I, I acknowledge who he is. But two places I think he would be great as the SmackDown general manager because Paige is god-awful. So you have an improvement on, on, yeah. in the, on the mic there. And also, I think somebody that I, I it, when I heard he might come back, and you mentioned him as a mentor for someone in NXT, I think he would be great as the guy who says, hey, Adam Cole, you don't need the Undisputed Era. You're a star. Let me show you how it's done. I think he'd be great alongside Adam Cole. And to give him that rub, because I honestly think Adam Cole is the next big star to come out of NXT. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely no denying that. You know, I would, you know, maybe even be okay if he wanted to come back and maybe do uh, his version of like a Piper's Pit or something like that. But for the love of God, and I definitely agree with both of you guys, Sean does not need to get back into the ring and actually take any more punishment in the ring. He has done enough when it comes to that. If you want to come in and just kind of be a personality and that kind of fine, uh, stuff, I'm, I'm fine with that part. But Sean, you don't you don't need to, to put your body through any more punishment because you've you've given us enough enough good memories that um, you know I think anything now would maybe be a disservice to what he's done so far. Do so you want to see a resurgence of the Heartbreak Hotel? That'd be all right. Yeah, I, I want to see. Okay with that. Me yeah. too. I wouldn't mind seeing somebody else dive through that window to escape. Well, that was the barber shop <laughs> that that happened on. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah. All, a resurgence of the Heartbreak Hotel mm-hmm. with Shawn Michaels yeah. would be amazing to see. And it doesn't even have to be every week. You make it an every two-week or an every three-week thing, and people are going to want to tune in to see, is Shawn going to be doing Heartbreak Hotel tonight? Yeah. Is Shawn going to do it tonight? Oh, yes, we got it. Now we can't wait till the next one. Oh, is he going to do it tonight? And they're tuning in. Yeah. Is he going to do it? Oh, he did do it tonight. And mix it up if you have to. Don't do it every week. But yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that would be so yeah. awesome. The, the key would be to not overdo it, for sure. You know, to, 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 to sparse it out so that uh, it doesn't overstay its welcome if they decide to go uh, down that, that path, for sure. So I think a good way to kind of end off here is, actually, I'll, we'll hand it over to Ryan. He's going to talk about some bigger plans that we have kind of brewing uh, with uh, not only us uh, being involved with the grill position, but uh, your kind of idea that we have going forward here. You know, we are expanding with uh, the Roar Network. We've never really did, uh, have never really done our own podcast as far as the gorilla is concerned. We've always kind of outsourced that to you guys, linked up with you guys, linked up with uh, uh, Rick Vickery and Michael Jargo with hitting the marks. We've done the Average Marks podcast down in Louisiana. Um, you know, we're kind of at some point just want to bring everything together over the next few weeks and get everybody under the same umbrella at thegorillaposition.com with the Roar Network and just kind of. Uh, bring all these amazing talents that we've got to know, like you guys in with us and, and um, do this thing together. I mean, we've all known each other for a while and, and I feel like there's strength in numbers. Uh, it expands our, our creativity, um, expands the options we have as far as I get a lot of calls and there's a lot of stories that I don't get to do sometimes in the week. So I kind of want to send those interviews out to our podcasters and um, just get more personalities involved with the gorilla and with you guys. And, and uh, that starts obviously uh as I told you, we've got the story coming about uh, Collar and Elbow and Al Snow's brand. And, of course, we'll be sure to uh, give the shout-out and the link to the J&K podcast because you guys were the ones who made us aware of Al 
and his mm-hmm. apparel company. So all that stuff all ties together, man. It's just a, a bunch of uh, it's a bunch of wrestling fans who decided we want to take it to the next level, and uh, hopefully together we do that, and hopefully together we all roar. If that didn't sound too corny or cheesy for you guys. Oh no, I I, I can definitely uh, dig it, and uh, you know it, it's just it's like you said it's kind of uh, you know kind of going with the colorable uh, motto there. It's just uh, we all have a passion for for pro wrestling, and you know it would be so cool like if you you know as you heard in our intro there, we've got the opportunity to interview a lot of uh, big names in the business, and you know to, to add kind of more to that. I mean that would just be uh, a pleasure for us to uh, to talk to some more. Uh, wrestlers and i'm glad that you mentioned that and brought that up if if anybody listening that this is a new intro that we've put out and all of those voices that you heard of all those different wrestlers saying hey this is so and so hey this is marty Jannetty. hey this is bushwhacker luke we have interviewed every single one of those people alpha female jeff jarrett still my personal favorite was interviewing jeff jarrett we have interviewed those people um, I think between Joe and I, we, we are, we're, we're trying to see what we can do about getting some of those interviews um, repackaged, so to speak, so that we can kind of get them out to people a little bit um, so that you guys can hear from our quality and our uh, way of doing things as opposed to how we were doing it before. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's amazing to be able to have those people you know, talk with us and, and for us to be able to bring it to you guys and for you guys to give us your feedback, which many of you have, and it is so appreciated. And because of that, we've been able to grow bigger. We've been able to get in touch and and find Ryan and find the gorilla position.com and find collar and elbow brand, you know, and find CWE and Danny and his promotion. Like it's because of these little interviews that we've done, it's allowed us to really grow and I don't want anybody to think, Oh, they just kind of grabbed voice clips from anywhere. Those are from actual interviews that we did to give you a little bit of behind the scenes back on that stuff before we end off here. Here's how some of these kind of played out when it came to to Teddy long, which I actually didn't include in a intro. I literally called him on the phone and he has like an incoming voicemail thing where he goes, hello players you've reached Teddy long enterprises. I'll I'll get right to you. And he answers the, the phone. What can I do for you? Playa? That's that's how he talks. That he, that's not a character. That's who Teddy Long is. Uh, we when, got, we, when, when we talked, oh, I'm to, sorry. I was going to say we got in touch with Eric Bischoff this week. And oh, we're going to have the story on him this week. You know, and that, yeah. that's where we want to go with it. We want to get you guys in touch with those those movers and shakers from the you know, and get that worked in with the podcast yeah. and the feature stories. But you know, I got the I can kind of relate because I got the email from Eric this week, and he didn't sign it sincerely, Eric Bischoff, blah blah blah. It just said EB and his number. <laughs> And you know that's just cold blooded when you just because he signs off with his initials like you know who I am you know who I am yeah. it's EB give me a holler a couple of other ones Bushwhacker Luke we when we, we called him on Skype uh, before we actually conducted the actual interview I, I believe he was maybe wearing briefs and that was about it <laughs> fully on camera Bushwhacker yep. Luke and then with Marty Janetti. Um, and we're talking Oof. about repackaging some of the areas that we've done with, with Marty <laughs> that might not be a possibility <laughs> Marty is Might one not. Of and does not care. Marty he has is no a filter and does not care. And Marty, that is one of the beauties of Marty Jeanette. He's a very unique personality. And, uh, you know, we've even talked to, uh, there are some other ones not on there, uh, Zandig from uh, CZW. You know, we've had some other ones that uh, have been pretty cool. And then some, you know, we had Tony Mameluk uh, in his NyQuil gimmick. Uh, yes. Very much uh, uh, not feeling well, but, uh, you know, some some very cool moments. And uh, we're just looking at to add more to that. And uh, it's, it's really, you know, I've mentioned before that, uh, 
pro wrestling is like it's the biggest little family out there and we've had a chance to, to talk to some and uh, just looking forward to doing more of it because uh we love what we do and um we're just looking to uh to wind our scope and it's i'm just looking forward to to see where this all happens and it's exciting to be a part of and because of all of this that's happened and, and this new partnership that we're coming into with GorillaPosition.com, uh, from both myself and Big Joe, a huge thank you goes out to you, Ryan, and and the team that you have all together with the Gorilla Position um, and allowing us to be able to come in and be a part of that family as well now. It's it's very humbling and it is is very much so uh, a, a thankfulness on our behalf that you have accepted our little podcast into the gorillaposition.com family. So thank you I, so much. I got to tell you now, I got to tell you, give you guys a peek behind the curtain. I'm flipping through and this is right after Rick and Mike Dargo came on and the hitting the marks podcast. Shout out to them. They're going to be there in Chicago. Also at all in at the start at the uh, star cast. Yep. Uh, but, but, I'm going through and Rick and I are talking about other shows. And I told you, Joe, I kind of gave you an insight on how I was flipping through different podcasts the other day. I heard you guys and this, the God's honest truth. I said, I want those guys at the gorilla. As soon as the first episode I heard, I said, I want those guys. So uh, I'm so glad that now all these months later, we're kind of getting all this worked out. And I think we all kind of needed to grow. We all started around the same time, you know, with when, when we got going over the last year or so, a couple of years. And, um, you know, I think now it's a good time to just bring it all together. Yeah, you know, and we've literally gone from, you know, being on an internet radio station that was kind of well established, and we branched off on our own, you know, and we've gone from starting, you know, back to square one to being featured on that that, that featured section of a major podcasting uh, network and uh, with with Podbean and whatnot. So it, it's been a very cool journey, and uh, been very rewarding, and uh, it's only looking better from here. That's right. All right, so I think we will uh, end off the episode. It will give you a chance to plug all your social media and uh, and tell us uh, again a little bit more about uh, GorillaPosition.com for maybe uh, first-time listeners that are wondering. Okay, well, the site, TheGorillaPosition.com, you can keep up with us. We are telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers, and when we say that, it's that we don't focus so much on breaking news or gossip and rumors. Uh, it's more feature stories in-depth. We get a lot of exclusive with some of the biggest names in wrestling uh, for Canadian fans, we cover Impact a lot. I have uh, exclusives with Impact every week. And uh, now we'll be featuring the J&K podcast going forward. But this week, we have exclusives on Al Snow and Collar and Elbow with Eric Bischoff, an exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview. And I'll be doing a feature story on the young man I mentioned earlier, Royce Isaacs, who is a pro uh, prospect out on the West Coast. Awesome. And uh, we'll let uh, Carl tell uh, everybody where they can find us on social media. So to find the JNK podcast on social media, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, and we are on Twitter. You can find it all by searching out at JK Podcasts. That's with an S on the end. Why? Because we do more than just one podcast. We do podcasts. So JNK Podcasts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yes, we do do more than one. We have, this is actually episode 67 happening now. And to listen to those episodes, you can, of course, find us on Podbean at jnkpodcast.podbean.com. But for those of you who don't subscribe to that, if you don't have the app, if uh, you're an iTunes subscriber, you can find us on there by searching the Joe and Carl podcast, Google Play Music, and find us on there as well, YouTube as well. And all those other podcatchers and everything out there, you can find us on there, of course, by searching the Joe and Carl podcast as well. All right. Uh, I think that was a good way to end off here, and we will see you guys on the next one. Ciao. 
This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, leader of Team Jacked and Fanny Packed, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. 